0: Welcome to Nuggets numbers. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday afternoon following the game 5 victory of the Nuggets over the Spurs 108 to 90. It was not that close. Denver played extremely well uh, throughout the game they, they let a few points in at the end. Uh, garbage time ensued basically at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But what a performance. What a great way to make a statement in a decisive Game 5, 2-2, two, two, on your own home floor, come out and just annihilate the Spurs. They did a great job of coming out with energy, coming out with an, a great execution, great game plan, did an excellent job of making sure that there would be no option for the Spurs to come back in this one going to look forward to game 6 a little bit but right now I want to talk about the last 5 games of game games 1 through 5 of this series. Denver did a great job of rec- recovering from an early struggle, early not necessarily knowing whether they belonged on the big stage, not necessarily knowing whether they were supposed to be there turns out yeah they're pretty good they they know what they're doing they know how to play this game and they have responded in kind so let's get into it i know if you can hear me right now you can tell i, I sound pretty sick i'm gonna try and gut it out for you guys but wanted to break down some of these numbers the 10 most decide 10 numbers that have defined the series for the nuggets and spurs so far wrote this article first out of the week if you want to check it out more in depth Uh, But right now I want to go over, survey that a little bit, give some of my own thoughts, and then look ahead to Game 6 on Thursday. So without further ado, I started out with offensive rating, very simple measure, trying to figure out which teams are performing at what levels. The Spurs had one game in which they exceeded a 115 offensive rating, and that was in Game 3 when Derrick White popped off. He did a great job in that game, 36 points, went right at Jamal Murray. The Nuggets responded and inserted Tory Craig into the starting lineup, which allowed Gary Harris to move over to defend Derek White. And Gary Harris has ate his lunch over the course of the last two games. It's been Unbelievable. Outside of that game, the Spurs have not been able to crack 110 offensive rating in any of the the other four games. The Nuggets, on the other hand, have been above 115 in every single game except for the first game of the series. That was a game where they were basically at 101, 102, couldn't buy a bucket, just looked a little flustered, not necessarily knowing whether they should be there or not. And that's understandable in their first their first playoff action, you kind of get it. You know that Jamal Murray's young, he doesn't necessarily know how to react on that stage. Nikola Jokic took nine shots in that game. You probably want that to be a little bit higher, especially if the Nuggets aren't hitting their shots from the outside. Uh, Gary Harris played well in that game, but Will Barton did not. Uh, the bench performed pretty poorly in that game, too, so that's really come back and, and given Denver a boost, but the biggest thing with Denver has been their shooting, and it's really caused a math problem with the Spurs. The Spurs like to take the mid-range two-pointers. They, they don't take the threes very often. In this playoffs, the Spurs... Average the least amount of three pointers attempted of any team by a wide margin. They only attempt 18.4 threes per game. The next closest is 28. So that's 10 opportunities for the Spurs that would the Spurs would have to gain an extra point in the in the field, and they just forego those opportunities because they don't have the personnel to do it. Demar Derozan he hasn't attempted a three since Bryn Forbes. He is a great three-point guy, but the Nuggets have done a great job of limiting his damage. Uh, ever since Game One, they allowed 15 points in that game on on six of nine from the field. He hit a lot of his shots, and since then has not. Uh, Nuggets have done a great job of recovering there. So the Spurs have had a math problem. The Nuggets take their threes; they have made a lot of threes. They've made over 41% on their year or on the series. And that's including a six of twenty-eight performance that was twenty-one percent from the three-point line. So they've made up twenty percent of that over the course of four games, which means they're they're shooting pretty well right now. Uh, they're doing pretty well, getting the shots that they want. Tory Craig was unbelievable in Game Four. Got to give him credit for that. He's been unbelievable for the last couple of months. Actually, something that's gone quite under the radar, but he shot five of seven in Game Four didn't attempt he only attempted one shot in game 5 but it didn't matter because Jamal Murray was just awesome he was pulling up from the perimeter he was taking the open threes taking the consistent open shots Gary Harris with him was taking the shots that he needed to take Nikola Jokic hit a couple of pick and pop threes uh, that's the way the Nuggets have to space the floor. Those guys have to be willing to take those shots and knowing that they have the skill and ability to make them consistently. And they have. They've they've completely flipped the math the math on the Spurs heads. The only way that the Spurs can actually come back in this series, if they if they want an opportunity, is they have to defend better, and they have to hit a higher percentage of the shots that they are getting, because they're not going to take a lot of threes. That means that they have to make the most of those opportunities. Moving forward with that a little bit, I, I talked about DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge a little bit. Uh, DeMar DeRozan has done a great job <clears throat> when he gets all the way to the paint, when he gets into that area, he's done a great job of being an efficient finisher. When he hasn't gotten there is when it's it's been a struggle for him. He shoots a way lower percentage of on his pull-up jumpers, when he's outside of the paint versus when he's inside of the paint. Uh, I pulled up the pull-up shooting efficiency to really highlight Jamal Murray's ex- like his excellence from that range. Jamal Murray has had a 58.1 effective field goal percentage in those scenarios. Demar Derozan is at 42.6 percent. So an added 16 percent efficiency or effective efficiency based off of the fact that. Murray not only shoots a higher percentage from two, but he also takes more shots from three and has made a high percentage of those, too. DeRozan doesn't take pull-up threes. He doesn't take threes at all, as I mentioned, and that's going to be a really tough thing for the Spurs to come back from, uh, considering they don't have the, uh, the other spacing around him. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, when defended by Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap, has shot 41%, basically for this series when he's when he's defended by Jokic uh, he's 15 of 36 and has scored just 36 points so 36 points on 36 shots that includes free throws so can't really fault Jokic for that if if you're you're going to give that up every single time um, with all or with Millsap he shot 29 points on 11 of 27 from the field against Millsap again that includes free throws He's done a great job, or Millsap and Jokic have done a great job of limiting what Aldridge is willing to do. He, they're gonna let him shoot. They're gonna let him go one on one. Sometimes, clearly the Nuggets respect Derek White a lot. Uh, with his three game, with his game three performance, the game one and game two performance, he was pretty solid, but game three he was excellent. Denver was down 2-1 in the series and needed a switch, and they inserted Torrey Craig, put him on DeMar DeRozan, put Gary Harris on Derek White, and Gary Harris has, like like I said, taken Derek White's lunch. Game 4, Derek White had 8 points on 37.5% shooting from the field. Game 5, 12 points on 45% from the field. Most of that was not on Gary Harris. During this year, or during this series, when Gary Harris is defending Derek White, Derek White has shot one of six from the field. Only six shots. Harris has been in his grill the entire time when he's on him, and that's been really, really impressive. When Jamal Murray is defending Derek White, Derek White has shot 23 of 31, which is upwards of 60%, pretty close to 70% on those shots. Uh, A vast difference, but the Nuggets made sure to get Yo, to get Jamal Murray off of Derek White based off of their substitution, Gary Harris, when he's defending him, has completely shut him down. He's just been in his pocket the entire time. That's made Derek White really uncomfortable, and I don't expect that to change. The Spurs may try to do as much as they can to switch that matchup up. Maybe they'll put Davis Bertans into the starting lineup instead of Bryn Forbes, Forcing Murray to defend a guy like Davis Bertans, who's the pace of the game has been a really big indicator of Nugget success. Most of the time, when the Nuggets are playing at a faster pace, getting out in transition a little bit, getting the possession count a little bit higher, that leads to more opportunities for them to shoot threes, and it would lead more opportunities for the Spurs to shoot threes, but they don't shoot threes, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, the more possessions that the Nuggets and Spurs can get in this game, that benefits the Nuggets. Of course, this series is the slowest in the postseason so far. They've only averaged 94.3 possessions per game, which is, like I said, the slowest of any series. Only Toronto and Orlando comes close. Uh, combining that low possession count with the two teams, they've done a great job of taking care of the ball. Uh, tur- turnover rate has been another big story. The Spurs have turned the ball over the least of any postseason team. The Nuggets have turned it over the third least. So they've done a great job of matching the Spurs for what they're doing. And when the Nuggets can get the fast break points, they have, and that's really benefited them. Rebounding has also been a really interesting scenario. Uh. The Nuggets were the second-best rebounding team in the NBA during the regular season, and they just don't look like that team against the Spurs. With the Spurs playing LaMarcus Aldridge and Jakob Pertl as much as they have over the course of these five games so far, San Antonio actually has more size on the glass than Denver. And even when they put in Rudy Gay and have him playing with Aldridge or, or Pertl, Rudy Gay's been a great rebounder. That's the only thing he's done during the series. He hasn't really defended that well. He hasn't shot the ball well at all, but he has rebounded. He's done a great job of rebounding his position and blocking out Paul Millsap or whoever he's on. But that's the only thing. Um, Mason Plumlee and Paul Millsap have really struggled on the glass. Um, Where they didn't struggle in Game 5, that's when the Nuggets really started blowing out the Spurs. So, if the Nuggets can get on the offensive glass, get some of those possessions back, Torrey Craig's been great at that. If they can get on the defensive glass and make sure the Spurs don't get any extra possessions. Most of the time in the postseason, you get the superstar being in a a much more volume-filled role. As was seen last night in the Portland Trailblazers versus Oklahoma City Thunder game, uh, Damian Lillard played... Most of the game. He played the entire first half. He had 50 points. He had this massive game winner uh, from 37 feet. But he made his impact on the game in that way by just coming at the Thunder every single time. The Nuggets do it in a little bit of a different way, but they just feed the ball to Jokic and let him make decisions. He'll play the dribble handoff game. He'll get into the post. He'll fire the ball ahead. He'll make sure to rotate the ball when it needs to be rotated. But during the regular season, Nikola Jokic led the NBA with ninety-two point five total touches per game of the basketball. In the postseason, that number has skyrocketed. It's up to a hundred and ten per game. They they are getting him up the ball an extra fifteen times per game, which <coughs> doesn't necessarily sound super impressive, but it actually is. <laughs> He has an additional 20 touches per game in the front court, which more and more than the second place, uh, Al Horford. Al Horford, kind of a similar player to Jokic, but the Nuggets use Jokic in just like the most like A plus way that you could use Horford in this way. Uh, He does a great job of playing inside and outside. They've added to his elbow touches they've added to his post touches they've added to his touches in the paint on the pick and roll just get the ball to Jokic he'll do the rest he'll he'll feed everything he'll make some shots he's done a great job this series of really rising to the occasion the stat that's been going around with him being comparable to Shaquille O'Neal in the points and rebounds department it's real now the very first time that he's been in the postseason, people have been really confused and concerned about what they think he's going to be. Turns out he's just one last thing. Denver's wing options in this play in this playoff series. Uh, Gary Harris has been unbelievable when he's been on the floor. The Nuggets have posted a 100.9 defensive rating. That's really really good. It's the best on the team. Nikola Jokic is second at 102. One hundred can't really say anything more than that about Gary Harris. He's been awesome. Um, just the best defender on the floor for the entire postseason for the Nuggets. Uh which is surprising. You would think that Paul Millsap would be would be the guy to really shut down Lamarcus Aldridge, but even that's been more Nicole Jokic, honestly. Jokic has had to contend with him and he's made the he's made the job against Lamarcus Aldridge kind of a living hell. Uh, Aldridge will get off some good shots occasionally, but those two have been unbelievable, and that's really, uh, that is really, that's pretty much it from from games one through five. Can't really say that much about game six, other than the fact that the Nuggets would be, it would be a very, very, very good thing if they won on Thursday night as opposed to taking it to a Game 7. You never know what happens in a Game 7. You never know how the team will react, whether the pressure of it will get to them. It really seems like Denver has unlocked something over the course of the last few days. Now, Jamal Murray's just been excellent, doing something that that nobody's really ever seen before from him and just playing with consistent composure over the last two games. Doing his best to make life difficult for Derek White when he's on him, but when he's not on him, Murray is playing with poise, playing downhill, getting to the the rim when he needs to, but also making the correct pass, hitting the jump shots that he needs to hit. This is the version of Jamal Murray that everybody seems to think could be Damian Lillard one day or Stephen Curry one day. And really, with the way that he's playing, it's not hard to see. You see the guy that has played as well as he has in his first postseason, a lot of the attention has gone to Jokic for how he's played. But after Murray's kind of disastrous first three games outside of a one-quarter stint in Game 2, just been amazing. Uh, Pulling up, making plays doing what he needs to do to win uh, the keys to a game six victory from my eyes will be weathering the storm that the Spurs will be probably firing out there. Uh, They'll probably be making a change to the starting lineup. I wouldn't expect them to go with Bryn Forbes again. He just hasn't been as effective. So we'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens and whether Bryn Forbes is the guy. I would expect him to actually start either Patty Mills or Davis Bertans. Uh, Either of those guys could potentially be a guy to space the floor, provide some more volume, take some pressure off of Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, those guys. If any of those shooters, and I would expect it to probably be Patty Mills, could space the floor who give the Nuggets an opportunity to see what it would look like to play against a more volume-filled three-point shooting team. Patty Mills has the opportunity to showcase not not necessarily what it would be like to play against Damian Lillard, but just the the prototype of a three-point Patty Mills just provides a different dynamic than what Bryn Forbes has done. Patty Mills is more likely to pull up from three, uh, Bryn Forbes, when he's shooting off the dribble, just isn't the same quality of shooter that he is when he's spotting up or when he's coming off of screens. Uh, I would expect Popovich to pull out all the stops and see if he could start his veteran guy that he trusts. If he doesn't start Patty Mills, then I'd, I'd really be surprised. But consider what that would do to uh, Denver starters on the other side. Bryn Forbes is already not a great defender, and he was being forced to guard one of Torrey Craig. So how the Nuggets react to that, how they handled that rotation will be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what Nikola Jokic will do if the Spurs decide to bench Jakub Pertl in favor of more more three-point spacing. If they decide to go with Davis Bertans over Jakub Pertl, uh, that would be an interesting decision. Uh, Probably one born out of if you can get Jokic spacing the floor and then posting up against Aldridge consistently instead of Jakob Pertl. I think that Jokic goes off for a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, and a lot of assists. That would be a great way to close out the series if the Nuggets were able to do that. It's just punish LaMarcus Aldridge consistently for not being the same quality of defender on Jokic that Jokic is on Aldridge. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Looking forward to that. Don't want to look ahead to the Portland Trailblazers yet I can I'll probably come back with another podcast relatively quickly if the Nuggets are able to pull out this game against the against the Spurs on game six don't know if I, obviously not a not an ideal situation to not be able to watch game six, but see what happens see how things go and it should be fun. The Nuggets are in a situation where they can close out the series against a quality opponent in the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, a lot of people picked against the Nuggets because they were inexperienced, but they've grown up on the fly in this series. Uh, Michael Malone has really shown that he has a willingness to make counters on the fly, make the tough decision in inserting Torrey Craig and moving Will Barton, one of his favorite players, to the bench. Uh, That's really helped. And I've, I want to go on a little bit of a Will Barton thing here. He has the utmost confidence in himself, and he showed that in Game 5. Played extremely well in front of the home crowd. He was efficient, 17 points. Did a great job of setting up others in the pick and roll. Really, really excited to see whether he can continue to bounce back. I don't think the Nuggets are going to go back to him over Torrey Craig over the rest of this postseason, but that could really change really quickly <clears throat> say the Nuggets are not scoring enough points to keep up with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and and maybe Torrey Craig's not playing good enough defense against those guys to really warrant them being out there maybe just stop shooting well uh, I think that's very possible um, it'll be interesting to see whether Denver goes back to Will Barton in the starting lineup and if if they do make it to a next series either way Great to see Will Barton starting to show his true form. He's a great player. He, he's a very versatile slasher, great ball handler and decision maker. He turns the ball over less than people really think that he does. Uh, very high on Will Barton going forward in this series and and maybe into next series. So that's probably going to wrap it up for me. Not a lot left to talk about other than the Nuggets need to take care of business. Uh, they've shown the blueprint they know what they need to do and they know how to execute and they've executed up to this point we'll see if they can continue to do so if they do then that's an exciting thing so again i'm ryan blackburn at nba blackburn on twitter this is the denver stiffs podcast network nuggets numbers Uh, thanks for tuning in and i will see you guys next week